welcome to IDD Get to Know Me, a mental health podcast where nothing is off the table. Wait, what does IDD mean? IDD stands for Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities. You will hear from us, people with IDD, and experts on topics that are important to us and our mental health. I'm your host, Victor. And I'm Daniel. On this week's episode of IDD Get to Know Me, our hosts, Daniel and Victor, discuss their experiences with education and the school system. We focus on the issues faced by people with IDD, mainly around fighting for and getting the right type of supports for success. And we also discuss transitions. But first, let's check in. Victor, how are you doing today? Well, I just woke up and I talked to you guys. So other than that, I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm about the same. I, I would give the same answer, so you just stole it. But we're doing good. So it's great to be here, Daniel. Let's do some icebreakers, shall we? If you had a time machine, would you go back in time or the future? You know what, I, I thought about this for a while, and I think um, at first I thought I'd go back to the past, um, to like the 50s or something, but then I realized that was like a really racist time, so yeah, it would be nice for so... white people. <laughs> but, so uh, I, th- I think I'd go to the future where hopefully we'll be more enlightened and kinder to each other. How about you, Victor? Let me say this. If you asked me 10 years ago, I would say the future. (laughs) But right now, I will go back in time to like maybe 2008, 2007. And I would try to really focus on myself and make myself a better person so my future looks a little bit brighter. Before, I really focused on other people and how other people are doing. I wasn't really focusing on my well-being. And uh, now that we've broken the ice, um, let's get into today's episode. Uh, Victor, why don't you tell me uh, a little bit about what high school was like for you? Honestly, school was, school was really bad. Honestly, if I felt like the teachers were out to get me, I was a hyperactive kid and they didn't understand. And they punished me instead, instead of celebrating me. They used to put me in the principal's office to think about what I did wrong. But I was so hyperactive. I was so like focused on like the excitement of school. Like I didn't know what I did wrong. And I was not understanding. So you didn't feel like they uh, tried to understand or, or to support you? No, it was really frustrating. Every time I was outgoing, they would punish me more, saying that would change me, but it didn't. It was all like one big punishment. 
and I really didn't feel like I learned anything. They would make me write lines instead of going to gym class. And I really liked gym class. It was really like an amazing experience for me. It got me to like de-stress in a stressful situation. But they just, they just punished me and sent me to the office. It was really a stressful time for me. It's a, it sounds like you didn't really get the support that you deserved and people just kind of didn't really value your strengths so much as trying to uh, to punish you for things that they that they didn't like. Uh, I, I kind of felt that way too in school a lot of the time. Tell me about it. Tell me your story. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, for instance, one time when I was in high school, uh, I had an accommodation that I could use my laptop uh, for any and all writing because I didn't have very good um, handwriting. Um, and so one time I was taking a test uh, and... I forgot to take out my laptop because I had difficulty with executive functioning. And so I tried writing the test by hand. Um, and I didn't do very well on that test because, uh, you know, because I didn't have the accommodations that I was entitled to. And uh, my mom and I asked the teacher if I could uh, retake the test uh, using my proper accommodations. Uh, and he actually said no at first um, because he didn't think it would be fair to the rest of the students. Uh, meanwhile, it was actually supposed to be his job to remind me to take my laptop out in the first place. Uh, so he didn't think that would be particularly fair. Uh, but we we pushed back and he did allow me to take it again. Uh, but certain answers he just wasn't willing to accept uh, because I, I I don't understand what the difference was, but some of them, he thought it wasn't fair for me to be able to write the answers twice. It, it sounds like we both had some challenging times in high school, uh, but what what were some things that uh, that went well for you, Victor, or that or that helped you when you were in school? Well, my teachers were the played Jeopardy with me. It was all about school stuff and what we learned. And that really helped me. And I took a woodshop class and I really built like a wooden car, like, like where you push. And that really helped my self-esteem. Like, hey, I completed something. I completed something that would be hard for other students. Like, I can do this. That was a real confidence booster when teachers really try to interact with you and try to help you, like, complete a task. How did you feel when you finished high school? Was there a feeling of uncertainty, Daniel? I think for me, yeah, when I finished high school, uh, that was tricky. 
Um, because I really don't deal well with uh, big changes. Um, and I, I went to university right after. Um, and that was obviously a big change. Uh, not just changing schools, but suddenly I was living on my own for the first time and having to deal with so many things uh, that I would usually have someone else's help for. Yeah, the, the transition uh, after high school was tough, uh, especially when I, when I was planning to go to university, but I, I didn't have the, the life skills uh, that were necessary. Uh, and I also just don't deal that well with big changes in general. Um, so my mom actually um, was a big help uh, at the time, she she took me to this the university several times before it started uh, over the summer, and we you know we walked from my dorm room to my classrooms, my dorm room to the disability office, things like that, uh, and we got me set up with the disability office, who wasn't actually that helpful by the way, but still, um, and just sort of got me a little more used to the transition. Uh, but I will say that when I finally fully moved in uh, and and uh, my parents left me in my dorm room and everything, I actually felt a big sense of relief, I remember, uh, because, you know, for the first time, I didn't have to answer to anybody and I could be, I could do like whatever I wanted in my my own place. Uh, so it was sort of a mixed bag that way. Was it hard for you to keep up with the curriculum, Daniel? Uh, it was at, at certain times. Like, um, it, it was definitely, especially in my first year, it was the most demanding uh, schoolwork that I ever, had ever done. Uh, and I didn't have my mom uh, at home with me anymore. Uh, to help me sort of organize my work and help me clarify any questions I, I had and things like I could still call her if I needed to, but, but it wasn't as easy. Um, and there was just more work than I had ever had before. In addition to it being uh, tough. So yeah, it, it took me a while. And uh, at first I was actually in a, a video game development program. Uh, and so I, I was learning things, everything from like math and programming to uh, to art to uh, storytelling to all these different like unrelated things, uh, and it did get to be very overwhelming. Uh, so that that was difficult until I found some strategies to deal with it. Did you find it challenging to socialize with other people, Daniel? Uh, yeah, at first I did. In my first couple of years of university, I, uh, I didn't have um, that many friends there. Um, I, I did have, uh, my roommate was actually, for my first year anyway, was actually a friend from high school, so that, that helped. Uh, but uh, it, it, did, uh, it did cause me some, uh, some difficulty, caused me some mental health challenges. Uh, not really knowing how to socialize uh, at the time, how to how to really make new friends. Uh, by the time I got to about my third year, uh, when I switched to my communications degree, I, I got a lot more comfortable with that and started making friends. 
sounds like your communication degree really helped you communicate. But a bum. Exactly. And, you know, I'm autistic, so it's kind of ironic that I did a communications degree. Uh, but, yeah, here we are. Did you have any problems with bullying or being treated differently in your diversity? I would actually say the interesting thing is I experienced those things less when I was in university versus uh, elementary school and high school. Um, this is just a theory of mine, but I, I find that people are sort of more mature by that age. And also, um, you know, you're paying like tens of thousands of dollars to be somewhere. Maybe you're going to be a little more, a little more mature or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but I, I actually found that the bullying and things went down when I went to university. What helped you find your confidence in university? Um, well, I think it was sort of things uh, where teachers just sort of understood, like they didn't see me as just a list of symptoms, uh, but understood me as a person and where my strengths lied. Uh, and when I got opportunities to, to do my writing like that and to do um presentations that uh, that suited um my my ability level uh and also when i finally got into a program where, where you know there were people like me uh who had um similar interests and similar strengths uh, i felt like i just met a peer group there as well so if we could do it all again, Daniel, if we could do the school system all again, what would you change? First of all, uh, I think I would uh, advocate for myself more. Um, and I'd also try and um, sort of educate the teachers on the more on the value of inclusivity and um, understanding uh, because I think like I had a I had a lot of great teachers e even in high school and things like that uh, who like did things like ask me to join the yearbook for instance and things that would imp improve my confidence but even when you get one bad one that just drags everything down uh, that can be you know it can be quite difficult it's yeah. true what they say one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch or one exactly. bad teacher can spoil your whole confidence exactly exactly um and i think that uh, i would also be a little more open with my classmates about my challenges uh because i you know i was very ashamed of my autism at the time and i didn't want people to know and I did my best to hide it from everyone except like people who totally needed to know. Um, so I, I think that I would have been, it would have been a lot better for my mental health if I had just been open with people. How can classmates better support individuals with IDD in the classroom? Well, you know, it's a, it's a simple question, but a tricky answer. Uh, but I think in general, the thing, to do is just try to be open-minded and understanding um 
if uh, if someone needs help, offer offer them help. Um, if you don't understand something about someone, just ask them and tell them that you're not going to judge, uh, and just ask how you can help. Um, and I, I think just just being open minded uh, and having a mind towards being inclusive uh, can can really help. What do you think, Victor? I think being inclusive really helps. I think finding common ground with other classmates, whatever that is, is really helpful to build up their confidence and yeah. really put yourself in their in their shoes. What would they like to have what would they like to have better in the in the school and uh, and Victor what are some of those barriers to to inclusion in the classroom that you see like teachers not communicating with students more or students not advocating for themselves you know it's really about students like building up their confidence and like teachers really like to build bridges to the students so they can help them grow. It's really like working together to make the school year better and to make sure that you leave the student in a better place than where they came from. So yeah. it's better for the teachers to make you feel safe and happy rather than always like, put you down for something you cannot control. Like, I can control my hyperactiveness. You cannot control your the way you're, you were learning, but if teachers help you accommodate you rather than putting you down, we all grow as people and we all can learn from each other and we can make this world a better place basically i think the education system in uh, ontario at least isn't really built for people who are autistic uh or who are have idd it's really built for sort of a one-size-fits-all kind of thing uh and i think there needs to be some substantial changes um because the the positive things um that I found, at least in high school and university, uh, a lot of them had nothing to do with the actual, like, sitting down and learning. A lot of them are, like, the extra things that teacher did to go above and beyond. So I, th I think that we need to make some changes in our system so that those supports are, are built in at the basic level. What do you think, Victor? I think that's a great idea and really, like, help students grow as people really like include them in all type of stuff and really like build their confidence more this podcast is brought to you by the Azrieli adult neurodevelopmental center at the center for addiction and mental health in toronto canada we would like to thank our producers, Katie Cardiff and Irfan Jiwa, 
for helping to keep us organized and for all the behind the scenes work that they do.